0: Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is The Ministry of Availability. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today so hungry, ready to receive what you have. You're such a gracious God and a good God and a merciful God. We come ready to receive what you have for us today and to apply it to our lives. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about the Ministry of Availability. And I was blessed to have the opportunity to preach in our church tonight on Wednesday, and I recorded these podcasts in the evening and release them in the morning, and felt led of the Holy Spirit to share this message via the podcast also to the greater audience out there in the U.S. and the world. So I'm honored to uh, bring this message to you again about the ministry of availability. and In this discussion, I also want to talk about the greatest area that the church misses on this ministry, and that is the Great Commission. So today let's start in Luke chapter 18, verses 28 and 29 in the New King James Bible. Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed you. Twenty-nine. So we said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, 30, who shall not receive Many times more in this present time and in the age to come, eternal life. Folks, you talk about availability. These folks left all they had to follow Jesus. Our world is mostly focused now on stuff our homes, our family versus heaven. You know, when we get to heaven, we're not going to have any marriage, we'll be one big family. So, in verse 30, Notice, those that have left homes and family and so on will what? Have eternal life in heaven. These are not lukewarm people. Are we available for God, especially for the Great Commission? Now let's go to Isaiah 119 in the New King James. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now Isaiah 119 in the New English Translation If you have a willing attitude, and obey. The Common English Bible says, if you agree and obey. And finally, the Living Bible, my favorite here on this verse. If you will only let me help you, if you will only obey. Let me read that again. Isaiah 119, the Living Bible. If you will only let me help you, if you will only obey. Folks, Christians have been hearing about the Great Commission forever, but how many really do it? Are you willing and obedient, agreeable and obeying? How many let God help us and obey? Another question for us all. Which stage of Jesus' life are you in? The getting to know God part through the Word of God and fellowship, or the sharing Him part? Jesus spent many years in his early life studying Scripture and spending time with the Father. Then he started sharing the Word of God and, of course, still spending time with God and the Scriptures. But he didn't just sit around the house in his prayer closet all day. The last thing he told us, Mark chapter 16, verse 15, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Bible, and he said, Jesus to them go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news the gospel to every creature of the whole human race folks why are we doing verse 15 well let's read the next verse verse 16 he who believes who adheres to and trusts in and relies on the gospel and him whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust in or rely on the gospel of him whom it sets forth, will be condemned. My friends, we're preaching the gospel to save people from the penalty of eternal death, hell, and instead have a life with Jesus in heaven for eternity, praise God. Now let's read verse 19. So then, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, He was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord was working with them. Let me read that part again. While the Lord was working with them and confirming the word by the signs that followed. Folks, the Lord works with us and confirms his word. Who's waiting on who? I don't think we're waiting on God. I think he's waiting on us, right? I have another question. Why would Jesus tell us in his very last sermon to go preach to the whole world if we're supposed to wait on the Holy Spirit to draw them? Could it be that he's drawing them all the time? Or could it be whenever he finds someone to work with, he'll draw them? Or could it be... It's none of our business when he's drawing them, that we're just supposed to go and declare the good news to every creature continually in obedience. We're talking about the ministry of availability. Now let's read John 1.12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Folks, we can't compromise the word. For example, we can't tell people that maybe there's another way besides Jesus, because that goes in contrary to everything the word of God preaches, because God sent Jesus. He didn't send alternate B and C and D. He's the only way. And this scripture tells us that. Again, John 1, 12, but as many as received him, who Jesus, to them he gave them the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, that's the name of Jesus. Now, Matthew 10:32. Jesus said, therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Folks, are you confessing Jesus before men? If so, are you telling others to confess Jesus before men? Another question, why did Jesus not say, if the Holy Spirit draws him, then he can confess me? I think most Christians will find any good excuse to not witness to the lost. Sadly, many times from twisting the word of God. Why would God tell us in Mark 16 20 that they went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them if we had to wait for the Holy Spirit to draw them? God's will is that no man should perish. Shouldn't that be our desire also? Well, folks, we're out of time today. We're going to continue tomorrow. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we're so thankful. You're a merciful God. When we miss you, You just teach us. You just guide us to press forward, Father. You're such a merciful God. You forgive us of our sins. If we haven't witnessed to folks like you'd like for us to do, Father, we can repent. We can change. We can choose to press forward and to do better, to bring this glorious gospel to those in our circle of influence around us, to share the love of Jesus, just to simply tell people that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him, adheres to Him, trusts in Him, and relies on Him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. We're so thankful, Father. We choose to share how Jesus changed our lives, because that's the greatest reflection of what we can show is what He did in our lives. So, Father, we choose to be obedient to Your Word, Father, to share this good news, to show people Verses like Matthew 10:32 that if we confess Jesus before men, that he'll confess us to the Father. Father, we choose to be obedient, forever growing in your word. And we thank you for it. We love you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all.